Welcome to the Junior Golf Success Podcast, where we bring you the tips and tricks you need to improve your mental game and start shooting lower scores. I'm your host, Rohan Saxena, state champion junior golfer, and this is season one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Junior Golf Success Podcast. We've got a great episode for you today. Today, we're going to talk about a critical mental framework that will allow you to shoot lower scores, win more tournaments, hit your driver further, whatever it may be, you need this framework. Today with me, I've got a best-selling author, speaker, real estate developer, physician, and an expert on this topic, Dr. Sunil Saxena. This guy really knows his stuff. Tell me, Dr. Saxena, what is this critical mental framework? Well, Rohan, thanks for having me on the podcast, as always. And yeah, we've got a really good uh, really good show for you today because we've got a very important critical mental framework. And what it is is plan, execute, review. It's a three-step process that if you apply it properly, you can pretty much achieve any goal, whether it's golf or anything outside of golf. Now, I know a lot of you out there might be, well, that sounds very simple. That's very easy. But trust me, it's a little bit more difficult than you think. And remember, what I said is if you properly do these three steps, and then, of course, rinse and repeat, you're going to achieve your goals. But what I found with my experience is that a lot of people think they're doing it properly, but they really aren't. Okay, so before we get into plan, execute, review, you said there's a step before called pre-planning. What is this step? Yeah, this is stuff I'm sure we're going to get into in uh, maybe some of your future episodes. Before you even start trying to plan, execute, and review, first, make sure you understand your big why. Why are you trying to do what you're trying to do? So with your junior golf listeners out there, most of them are trying to be very high-level junior golfers. I'm sure college-level golfers as well. Really understand why are you doing this? What's the core reasoning behind this? And now we could spend a whole episode just talking about that, and we probably should at some point, but let's leave it at just make sure you understand your big why. And then understand like what's the high-level vision or outcome you're looking for. So again, the reason you want to play high-level junior golf, let's say D1 golf, if that's your vision and outcome, From there, we have to say, well, what are the elements that are going to make that come true? So in golf, for example, being a really good driver is going to be critical to playing high-level Division I golf. So now once we have that, then we can start this process of, okay, let's plan, execute, and review. Once we understand that our high-level vision here is to be a really good driver of the golf ball, then we get into this plan, execute, review process. Okay, so let's get into this process. What are the elements of a good plan? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked because that's a critical uh, critical question here. A lot of people think planning is very easy, but I would say this is an area where people have trouble and they struggle with this. So there's three elements to a good plan. First, it's got to be easy. Sorry for the malfunction there. What he meant to say was, first, it's meant to be easy to understand. Now back to what he was saying. Really what I always say is a 10-year-old should be able to understand this and go out and execute. And the reasoning behind that is because your subconscious has to be told in detail very clearly what to do. And once you do that, it's going to be your friend. It's going to help you along this process. So that's number one. Very easy to understand. Think the 10-year-old rule. Uh, number two is thinking detailed. Your plan can't just be, oh, I'm just going to go to the gym and get stronger. It can't just be, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and do a bench press. 
it's got to be very specific, like exactly, you know, how often are you going to go, how many reps, how much weight, you know, those type of things. If you make it very specific and detailed, a 10-year-old can understand it and go execute it, which is going to help you with this plan. And the third element of making very good plans is they have to be within reasonable reach. Now, when, we, when we're at the higher level, thinking about your high-level vision, that's where I, I tell you actually you know, shoot for the stars. Don't limit yourself. But once we're at this plan, execute, and review stage, we need to have these goals be attainable and within reach. They can be a little bit of a stretch, but we want to make sure that they're reasonable at this stage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think a great way this was said was uh, Tony Robbins. He said, most people underestimate what they can do in 10 years and overestimate what they can do in one year. I think that's exactly it. People don't understand the power of the plan, execute, review framework over a long term, so they get stuck in the short term making unreal, reasonable goals. Exactly. So let's give my listeners a real example here uh, with my driver. Uh, we set the goal of 180 ball speed and 120 club head speed. That's one goal within the greater result of being a great driver, but let's stick with that one. So for this goal, it breaks down into two things, fitness and range work. And within fitness, it's strength, flexibility, and explosiveness. Within strength, let me give you an example with squat. So for my squat, I decided I would do four sets of eight two times a week, and every week I would measure it to see if my squat was going up, the amount of weight I was doing. Is this a good plan? Yeah, I, th I think that's a great plan. Again, the best thing to do is just measure it against what we said makes a good plan earlier, right? So is it easy to understand? Absolutely. I, I think a 10-year-old could say, yep, I get it. I'm going to do four sets. Each set's going to be eight reps. I'm going to go to the gym and do it twice a week. And every week, I'm going to come back and kind of see what my numbers are doing and make sure they're going up. So it checks the first box. Second box, is it specific and detailed? Absolutely. You, you went through exactly what you're going to do. And then the, the third box, is it within reasonable reach? Absolutely. You, you may set a goal of, hey, I want to increase my squat by 10 pounds or 20 pounds every month, something like that. So I, I think everything you said, is, is it, it checks those three boxes. So yeah, I think it's a great plan. Okay. So then let's give them one more example within range work. So for me, range work breaks down into two things, speed training and technique work. So within technique work, I'm going to do two sets of 32 reps of clearing my hip back. Clearing my hip back is a specific drill uh, my instructor and I picked and worked on during a lesson. What do you think about that plan? Yeah, again, I think it's a great plan because it, it, it meets all those three criteria. It's very easy to understand. Uh, certainly, you may have to explain the drill to someone, but this is, of course, you're assuming you already know that drill since you're instructor and you have worked on it, but it's easy to understand. It's very specific and detailed. You're gonna go there, do two sessions, of 32 reps each. You will, you'll need to pick a frequency if you do that every day or if you do it once a week or twice a week, but it's very specific and detailed, and certainly it's within reach. I mean, anybody can go out there and work on the drill and then monitor their improvement you know, once a week. So uh, yeah, again, I think we have a, an example of a very great plan that meets all those three criteria. Exactly. Uh, to summarize, it's whatever plan you make, just make sure it hits those three criteria. Make sure it's easy to understand, it's specific and detailed, and it's within your reasonable reach within a quarter. Anyways, let's move on to execution. Dr. Saxena, what are the elements of good execution? Yeah, I think, you know, in general, people understand what it means to execute. You're given, now you're, you're given a very, you know, easy to understand specific detail plan, and most people can execute. But the three areas that I always 
you know, make sure I want to make sure people are doing. Number one is speed of execution. You know, a lot of people have problem with procrastination. They make a plan, but then they take three weeks and nothing happens. Really just as soon as you make the plan, go implement it because then you're going to want to get to your review phase and see if it worked. Uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit here. But the quicker you can execute your plan, the quicker you can get to the review and get this cycle, you know, going uh, over and over again. Uh, number two, I would say, is discipline. Whatever you say you're going to do, go do that. So if you, you know, say you're going to go and squat, you know, twice a week, four sets, eight reps, make sure you go do that in the gym. Don't go and do one set or forget squats because maybe you don't really like squats or something like that. Go and execute the plan. And number three uh, element of execution, which I think ties into the, the second one, is that don't do more or less than your plan. Don't do too much. Don't do too little. And again, going back to the gym example, uh, if you get you know all crazy about squats and you say, hey, I'm going to go every day and squat. I'm going to do instead of four sets, I'm going to do eight sets. And instead of you know eight reps, I'm going to do 20 reps. What's going to happen is you're going to burn yourself out. You're not going to have that recovery time to let your body grow. And most likely you're going to get injured, which is going to set you back even further. So just do what you set out to do in your plan. And that also makes the review easier, which again, we're going to get to, but it's just very important to make sure that you don't do more or less than what you set out to do in your plan. I think if I did a eight sets of 20 reps on the squat five days a week, I think my legs would fall off. Exactly. You're going to get injured and you're not going to be very happy and uh, it's going to be counterproductive for your overall goals. Right. I think luckily that's not on the issues, but I think it's a very valid point. Do exactly what you're said you can do so that you know if it works. If you say you do four sets of eight and that doesn't work, then you can adjust. But if you do eight sets of 20 and that doesn't work, how do you know if four sets of eight didn't work? Correct. So that leads us to review. Now we're kind of reviewing our goals here. What are the elements of a good review? Yeah, this is what I would say is probably the area people struggle with the most. So, you know, we'll try to get into detail of exactly what a good review is. And again, sometimes this stuff sounds very simple, but as you've personally experienced, and I've seen, you know, this is an area you, you probably struggle with the most. And now that you've improved it, I think you're seeing a lot more improvement in your game. So the, the first area of review is, first of all, what happened? It's as simple as that. Did we execute what we wanted to or not? So again, with the squat example, did you go last week and do it twice? You know, the, the four sets and eight reps. Great. You, you did it. Great. That the step one of the review is done. Now, step two is, was it an eight out of 10 or better? So again, with the squat example, maybe uh, you did, you know, four sets of seven or something. You got really close. So we're not looking for perfection here. We're just saying, did you get at an eight out of 10 level or better? If you didn't move on, your review is done. Don't spend mental energy and time frame doing this. Um, the problem that people get into here is that they want to be a perfectionist and they just overanalyze it and then they get stuck in this, this part of the review. So I know you've, you've done that before. So maybe you want to share your examples with, uh, with the listeners. Yeah. I think that overanalyzing and like perfectionism has really hurt my golf game. Even with basic stuff, like on the golf course, let's say I have an iron shot from the fairway and my goal is 20 feet. And let's say I hit to to 20 feet that's like an 8 out of 10 execution that's right on par that's like boom but then i'll be like ah oh, i wanted to hit it to 10 feet and get to get frustrated and that frustration is what really takes you from playing your normal game playing well to just playing poorly i think that also perfectionism makes execution harder and take more time because then you're stressing over the details and you're just not able to go execute go get it done then you're you're thinking like oh how perfect is my squad how perfect is like my golf shot and then you get stressed 
So I think that really perfectionism, not being happy with an 8 out of 10 result, which is a damn good result for execution, that's really can harm your golf game and harm everything. Right. Uh, the example of the iron shot you gave earlier is, you know, if your goal was to hit it within 20 feet, but guess what? You hit it a little bit left and it's off the green and maybe it's not in a great position, but it's still within 20 feet. Guess what? That's an 8 out of 10 result, even though, you know, you may not be happy because you didn't hit the green. So just be happy with an 8 out of 10. Certainly, we're not going to be happy with a 5 out of 10 or something like that. But the cutoff usually is right around that 8 out of 10. So that was number two. Now, number three is only review the stuff that you were setting out to do. It's a killer. I see actually coaches do it all the time. You know, for example, with your clear the hip drill, when you're doing that, your review would be like, did I execute these 32 reps and did I clear my hip properly every time? Guess what? When you're changing your technique, your ball may go left. It may go right. It may hook. It may slice. We're not caring about that right now. You know, while you're working on that, if your coach goes, oh, well, but, you know, make sure you do this as well. No, it's just, are we clearing the hip? Squat, same thing. Did we execute the squat? You know, or did we do it like we wanted to? Not, oh, by the way, you know, my bench press and this and that. So that's an area where people really get confused and start kind of veering off track. Right, exactly. To take it back to our ball speed example, right? For when I was going for 180 ball speed, still am, I'm trying to swing really hard. So let's say I swing really hard, 130%, and get 180 ball speed, but it's a duck hook. But really, when you review that, you are you have to say, I got 180 ball speed. I executed my goal. Even though, though the shot may be a duck hook, not a great shot, that's not what we were reviewing here. We were reviewing, did we get the ball speed? And then, of course, after we can work on the duck hook, we can work on all that stuff. But right now, it's did we get our 180 ball speed? If if yes, great. If not, okay, keep working. Exactly. All right. I think that's great. But a lot of people seem to just like not do reviews. They just like, I don't know, something happens. Why do you think like people just don't do reviews? Yeah, I think, I mean, it can be a number of reasons. I think the first thing is they don't understand the importance of it. Uh, they think it's just plan, execute, plan, execute. But no, the review is a critical element in here. I think number two is people don't want to face the reality of what it really is. Uh, they want to make either think they're better or sometimes even worse than they are. Uh, I've seen people do that where they're a lot better than they think they are, but they're always telling themselves and other people why they're bad. So I think it's just human nature that, you know, we want, we understand plan and execute, but what is a proper review? Um, I think when people don't hit their eight out of 10, sometimes they get angry and frustrated. And when you're in that kind of mode, that kind of ment mental frame, you, you can't review, you need to be in a very calm, non-emotional frame. I think there's a great example that I believe we talked about just a little while ago. I still remember you and I were playing around. Actually, you were playing around. I was, I was uh, helping you or coaching you. And uh, you had missed, like, I think it was a two or three foot putt, a fairly short putt. And um, you were very angry because in your mind, you should have made that putt. But this golf course was notorious for very difficult greens. That particular putt was an extremely difficult putt. It was, uh, I think it broke right, and it broke almost a, over a cup outside the, the hole. And instead of reviewing, you just kind of got angry and, and moved on to the next hole. And I you know, purposely went back and told you, make sure you do review. And we took, I think, almost 10 or 15 minutes just to review that putt and perhaps what you could have done better. And then you started making the putt. And then um, certainly it's helped you in your tournament since then. So maybe you should, you know, talk and tell your listeners a little bit more about that experience. Yeah, no, exactly. It was like a two foot putt, really short. And I like completely missed the hole. I was just like shocked. And then I slowed down. I took my time. I really sat there and analyzed. I missed the putt like 10 times in a row just to keep missing it, keep missing it. And then I finally understood. I finally realized exactly how to hit the putt. I made a few in a row and I got the confidence and I really understood and then I remember in another another tournament, 
when I had one of those same little downhill tricky sliders, I was able to nail it just because I knew exactly how to hit that putt from that experience. Right. So that's an ex- a perfect example where, you know, initially you didn't want to do the review because you were in that kind of angry, frustrated state and you just wanted to move on with your round. But because, you know, I forced you to do the review, you got so much valuable information out of that that it helped you in all those putts from moving forward. And I know there's a specific tournament you're talking about where you made one of those putts and it really, you know, was very important for you doing well in that tournament. It was one of the many winning strokes. I won by one stroke and, you know, missed that putt. I don't win. So, yeah. Uh, Anyways, I think that the last thing here about reviews is how often should you do them? Yeah, I think um, there's two key timeframes that I always tell people to focus on when doing reviews. Uh, certainly, if you're in the moment, like you're playing a golf shot and your, your, your plan is to hit, you know, whatever XYZ golf shot, then you do review and all this stuff happens in real time. But for the like the gym example we gave or the ball speed example we, we've talked about as well, uh, weekly is, is one time frame I always recommend reviewing your plan and your execution because um, it's just a good time frame where you can see, okay, what progress did I make? Did I um, have a good plan? Did I execute properly? And are things moving along? Uh, the other time frame that I think is very important is quarterly or every three months. Again, that to me, almost like a magic time frame because a month is too short sometimes to see real improvement in these goals. And if you wait too long, like a yearly review, then you've missed a lot of like points that you could have corrected the course along the way and you wasted a lot of time. So three months is a really good time frame where it's enough time to you know, see a difference and, and make progress yet not too short where you're just reviewing too frequently. So I think with these higher level things, uh, do weekly reviews and certainly do quarterly reviews as well. Okay, awesome. That's great. I think that that's certainly the framework for it. Plan, execute, review. I think that that's such a simple framework, but such an effective framework. Uh, any parting thoughts? I mean, I think we've talked a lot about, a lot up here today. We've talked about a lot of great things. Um, again, just start doing this with pretty much everything you're, you're taking on in your life, whether it's golf or not golf. And again, people think it's very easy, but if you really get into it and do it properly, it takes a little bit of time to get the hang of it. But once you get the hang of it, you'll start seeing how much it turbocharges your results, that things just get so much better quicker because you're, you're following this process. Thank you so much, Dr. Sexy, and I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom uh, with all us younger junior golfers out there. Uh, In this episode, we really talked about how I did this process with my driving. But if you want step-by-step exactly how I did this process, exactly how I planned it out, exactly how I executed, exactly how I reviewed, to go from 150 ball speed to now 165 ball speed and rapidly approaching 180 ball speed, my end goal, click the link in the episode description. You can download my free one-pager, absolutely free, It includes the Excel spreadsheet I use to track all my stats. It includes a document with the breakdown of every area. So not just driving, short game, wedging, putting, everything. Click the link in the description below to access that great resource. I really think you can use it to supercharge your improvement in whatever area you want. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. See you next time.